now a message from Ranger Splane. So, Turbo, we should write about that nonsense. Do we have to? We said we would talk about all things canon and... Who's at the door? We have a door? Hello! Oh, for the love, Tor. Greetings, it's me, your friendly neighborhood Ninjor. Fuck off, Ninjor. Well, I'm glad you asked. I've had a lot of free time over the years since the Power Rangers don't contact me anymore, so I become a very avid podcast listener, and I finally made my way to listening to Rangersplain. I'm glad we have a fan. Are we really? And I noticed at the beginning of one of your episodes, you asked a very specific question about Ninjor. What question? No, I was joking. You see, there comes a time in a ninja's life where they meet that special someone they wish to spend the rest of their life with. And with that comes very important questions about very serious and very intimate details. Which is why ninja thinks it's best to wait till you find the right ninja person. What? That's right. Ninja says sex free is the way to be. The only true form of contraception is abstinence. Go away! Well, I'm glad to have helped clear this up. And now, I go back to hell. Ha-ha! Did he just say he lives in hell? That's it, I fucking quit. Hi, I'm Lead Paint Delicious But Deadly J. And I'm Here Comes the Metric System, Ashley. And now we have a message from Rangers playing. That's right, we're covering the PSAs from the actual good ones to the other bizarre. And we mean the really bizarre ones, which mainly were in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the high, high time of PSAs in the 90s. Yeah, I was about to say, like, unsurprisingly, most of these come from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers era because, like, I guess to counteract the 80s when, like, you used to have these, like, well, there was the PSAs in the 80s, too, but, like, especially in the 80s and 90s, I guess to counteract the fact that you were literally making shows to sell toys to children, you had to have some sort of message, like, put into the broadcast, whether it was, like, a PSA at the end or, like, a moral lesson inside the show itself. And or rabbi. And or <laughs> Yeah, uh, when we were getting ready to do this, like, uh, Kurt showed us this insane He-Man PSA about, like, not letting strangers touch you. Yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing. These weren't as bizarre as, like, the Sonic ones, which one of them included, like, not going into the dryer. But, yeah, they were still pretty weird. Like, somewhere between Sonic Says and Sailor Says... The really bizarre one was the kid who bullied people, and he was, like, dressed up like a beatnik or something, and he just kept on making fun of people, and the ranger showed up and showed him the nightmare world where everyone would be like him. Of course, this kid was named Norm. Yeah, it's some, like, David Lynchian nightmare of, like, this kid who's dressed like, you know, an Elvis Costello hipster. Like, thinking he's way cooler than everyone else, and then, like, the ranger's showing him exactly how not cool he is. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was so weird, and you're right, it was, it was, like, David Lynchian. Like, you would, you would think this would be in a David Lynch movie, or if David Lynch made this. Oh, God. David Lynch's Power Rangers. Could you imagine? Oh, dear God. 
So the one that Jay said that they remember from their childhood was this one of um, Bulkin's, well, it was Jason and Paul uh, talking about how they're just actors and they're not really Bulk and Skull. Yeah, it just it just stuck with me for the rest of my life for some reason, even though, like, when I was a kid, my parents, like, understood, like, kind of sat me down and had me understand that things were fictional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always wanted to be an actor when I was a kid. Right. So, like, I knew, of course, they were actors, but this was, like, bizarrely sweet and kind of weird and involved, like, these kids being like, oh, Paul, beat up Jason because he dropped ice cream on your shoe. Now, granted, there's a fair amount of, like, PSAs like these um, because there's a lot of, like, in terms of, like, you know, this is fictional. Don't try this at home. It's like It's like the PSA you get at the beginning of, like, every episode of, like, wwe television yeah um but that one was in particular just felt very like extra psae like paul was out with his niece and these kids go up it's like oh it's 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 bulk and he's like no i'm paul and i'm here with my niece it's i, I should note like the lighting on the, the entire thing was just ridiculous like I, yeah this weird soft lighting like it, it felt like it was a commercial for some sort of like psychiatric drug I'm I'm Dr. Jason Narvey. Have you been experiencing (laughs) symptoms such as lag? May may I suggest a prescription for Shakespeare? Oh my god. Yeah, this other one that we noticed was that there's also ones about there's a lot of ones about conflict resolution. Oh, yeah, and they were all weird. Yeah, I guess since, like, Power Rangers, you're dealing a lot with, like, as we mentioned before, with getting the don't try this at home kind of PSAs, uh, you also get, like, these ones that just, like, since it's about martial arts, you have to, like, you know, you can't just use your martial arts to solve your problems. Yeah. So the first one we saw was, like, it had these, like, three kids who had gotten their balls stolen and, like, they put on these really crappy paper masks and try to be the Power Rangers to get their ball back. And they're just flashing key- karate moves at the guy. They're not actually hitting him. But the Power Rangers show up and they're like, hey, that's not cool. You gotta talk your problems out. And it turns out, like, the kid just, like, had a similar ball and um, the Power Rangers found the ball that was missing. And it, w- it was very weird. Uh, one that was particularly weird was, like, Jason was working out, and then this guy just comes up out of nowhere and starts trying to fight him for no reason. And I think I was like, this guy was ghosted by Jason at the local gay scene. Yeah, like, you know, makes as much sense as anything else. Uh, The the, one that was weird about that one was the fact that, like, okay, so they set it up that, like, Trini is doing a training session with someone else while this is all going on. And instead of, like, stepping in to, like, help... Like, not even get fight or anything. Just, like, be like, hey, like, what's going on? She just stands there and narrates while some, like, vaguely Asian-esque music plays over and explaining how Jason is practicing the true way of martial arts by, like, <laughs> um, stopping this guy from fighting him. And, like, that's their way to conflict resolution. And I'm like, wow, this is racist. <laughs> this is so racist. Anything involving Trini just often, like, like, I'm starting to wonder if Twee left just, like, not because of just pay, but also because of just horrendous racism. I wouldn't be surprised, like, 
We had a whole discussion about this on like Gail Simone's Twitter feed recently about somebody like she had said that like I see a lot of people saying that the pink Power Ranger was really influential to them, but no one's really saying the yellow. Why is that? And I was just like, um, racism, basically. <laughs> and then that guy tried to mansplain Power Rangers to us. Yeah, that was fun. But getting off topic. And now a message from Rangersplain. Don't mansplain. Yeah. Don't mansplain or we will find you. <laughs> I was about to say the other conflict resolution one was like the one that involved like these two people bumping into each other and their friends goading them on and the rangers take out the two the two goading friends. And it was just like, here, let's watch what how what, what would happen without you two. And it just ended up like, oh, man, gee, I'm sorry. And it just came off as, you kids are assholes. It really did. I mean, okay, so first of all, there's a lot of these PSAs. Well, not a lot, but there are more than one of these PSAs where the Power Rangers have some sort of weird technology that can, like, stop time or remove a person from a situation just to show them how much of a jerk they're being. Like, there was this one, like, similar to that one, there was this one about, like, peer pressure, about, like, go, like, basically, like, excluding people because, like, somebody in your friends group doesn't like them. Billy stops time, and, like, they have to explain to that kid, it's like, hey, you know, excluding people just because your friends say that they need to be excluded is not cool. And it's like, hang on, can we go back to the fact you just stopped time? <laughs> Billy, Billy has the world as a stand. Yeah, apparently. Oh, and another fun one was when Billy got transported into another dimension. Yeah, it was an Odyssey PSA. Basically, this kid, like, knocks a wire off and then accidentally crosses the wire. So Billy gets transported to another dimension. You know, I think it was Kimberly had to save him. The kid was like, I'm sorry, I crossed the wires. And Billy went, I accept your honesty. Yeah, it was, it was like a mini episode of Power Rangers packed into this one minute long PSA about being honest. And it's just like, couldn't you just go on the typical route of like, I don't know, somebody accidentally stealing something from the store and like returning it instead of just this weird like getting sucked into another dimension because this kid accidentally knocked a wire out and then put it back in the wrong place. Or, or the Ghost Rangers. Self-confidence. Self-confidence or Ghost Rangers. Oh my god. So basically that particular PSA, and we'll include a playlist where we found most of these uh, in the show notes just so you can go and watch this insanity. Um, so that particular one was like this, like this kid was not very good at basketball, so he goes and practices. The Power Rangers are there as ghosts just cheering him on and telling him that like he can do it. It's like, Cool, okay, you're ghosts now, I guess. And then there was ghost bulk and skull, or really, like, existentialism bulk and skull, the bulk and skull inside of this kid's head. Yeah, tell him, you can't do it, just quit. <laughs> so stupid. Which is just, again, a hilarious contrast to the one we just talked about, where, like, you know, very cl uh, cleanly dressed, like, Paul Schreier, just being like, hi, I'm Paul, I'm just an actor. I'm just an actor here. I think they were playing, like, cricket or something. It was some weird British sport. Yeah, they were playing, like, croquet or cricket in the park. And then, like, talking about how Jason went to the movies. And then Jason shows up because he left the movie early because it sucked. He must have seen Terminator 3. Oh. More Terminator Salvation. 
Yeah, more like Terminator Salvation. That's it. Jason had a time machine that he went to the movies with and saw Terminator Salvation and went, wow, this was a waste of a time travel project. Yeah, I mean, it makes as much sense as anything in these PSAs, you know? Uh, One of the weirdest ones was the, like, littering PSA that just kind of came into, like, what do we do about racism? Yeah, so basically it was, like, I guess explaining individual and collective action in that, like, you can do things, like, you, like, basically big changes start on a, like, individual level. You know, not to say that you shouldn't do that, but it's like, hey, maybe also corporations play a part of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just, like, this guy's just like, why should I, like, help clean up the park? What, like, what can I do about war and racism? It's like, okay, let's, let's just chill. Let's just chill. This is a PSA you tack on to the end of, like, Power Rangers. Maybe just say, hey... Don't throw your trash, like, everywhere. Put it in the trash can. Maybe help, like, do a cleanup project every once in a while. Not, not like, like, hey, individual, like, individual action is how we solve war. Yeah, like, that That was kind of a weird slide. And then there was the test of the reality system. Yeah, who took LSD while doing that one? So, yeah, like we said, there's a lot of these that are just explaining, like, what, we do, what we're doing is just fictional. This one was the weirdest, though, because basically it was set up as, like, so it starts as, like, you know, it's it's got Billy saying, this is a test of the reality system. And, like, it's got this weird, like, 90s LSD background, and they try to make it all sound weird. And then it just transitions into a regular PSA where they talk about, like, like, they do stunt work, and this is not an actual fight, and X, Y, Z, and David does a backflip. <laughs> yeah, David does a sweet backflip. Because he's a trained gymnast. Yes. Which he is. He is a trained gymnast. Uh, are, like, two noted things from, a P- like, PSAs we kind of forgot about, but we that, like, stuck with us were Billy's Youth Pastor Sit and Jason David Frank's Empty Coffee Cup that he held during one of them. Yeah, so it was, like, I, like, the Jason David Frank one, I think it was, like, a low-key ad for one of his, like, karate videos. Yeah. And, like, he's sitting there, like, talking about, like, he's holding, he's doing the typical PSA thing where he's holding a coffee cup, but talking to you at the same time. And you look at the coffee cup, and it's very clearly empty. And it's like, oh, my God, okay. You couldn't even afford to put, like, any sort of, like, fake beverage in there. <laughs> That will go into what we talk about in Turbo with sets. Oh, God. And, yeah, the Billy's used Pastor Sid. I don't remember what he was talking about. It may have gone back to one of those conflict resolution ones. But, like, he's sitting on the, sta- like, the, like, step down in the youth center. Kind of just got, like, his, his elbows on his knees. Kind of just doing that, like, pleasant explaining while all wearing the, the Power Rangers, like, outfit. And it's like, okay, what? What? <laughs> I, I I feel like I'm about to be preached at with like, you know who was cool? Jesus. At the youth center, which I remember from a previous episode, you're like, this has to have a Jesus clause. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now knowing more about Saban, probably not a Jesus clause, but it definitely does. Sometimes the youth center does feel like it has a bit of a Jesus clause. <laughs> like, Ernie's going to sit down and be like, you know who who really did well, like good smoothies, Jesus. Yeah, it's like let's talk about Jesus. Yeah, 
Uh, I I think that's just me. That's just my hangups from growing up in the South, you know? We have so many hangups from growing up in the South. <laughs> yeah, there's also just the last one and we're going to leave off on with the Mighty Morphin one is like, so again with like, there's so many that we're just explaining. What we're doing is is fictional. Please do not like actually try this at home. There was this one where Alpha didn't understand how special effects work. Oh yeah, that was weird. Yeah, first of all, it brought back Pineapple the Clown from season one, which was terrible. I think it was, like, the one tacked on for Pineapple the Clown. Oh, well, that would make sense. But basically explaining, like, you know, oh, you see, it's fine. We used a cardboard cutout, and then we, like, did special effects. And Alpha's just like, I understand. I don't think. Or, I think. (laughs) And then, like, Billy at the end gotchas him. Oh, poor Alpha. He has no object permanence. No. And now we go to the PSA's dare asked them to do for Turbo. And they were all really weird and just 90s dare PSA like. Yeah. So like if you grew up in the 90s, you probably are aware of like what we're like kind of that entire vibe we're talking about. We're like random people or like people that you're even friends with may ask you to do drugs or drink beer all of that and you just like you just say no and they can't give you all these cool ways to say no like you're gonna get pressured into it and your friends are gonna think you're less cool because you're not doing like you're not smoking cigarettes behind the gym with them yeah it's kind of weird because i I knew smokers in my high school and they were all like don't start smoking yeah, it definitely just like one of those cases where it just didn't, it just reminded me of my childhood, not in a good way, because like, who talks about like doing drugs like this ever? Yeah, like, no, it's like, oh, you're not cool unless you're smoking weed. I'm like, nobody does that. Yeah, well, what, what, uh, you have a bad one to, to say, but like, the worst they're gonna ask you is to vote for Ron Paul. No, the worst I've gotten was, like, I don't mind people who smoke weed. It's fine. Like, I just don't do it personally because, like, I have anxiety. So, like, I don't know what's going to, like, activate my anxiety and what won't. So I just abstain. And I tell this to some people and they're just like, you just haven't found the right strain. It's like, thanks. Yeah, you just please respect my autonomy here, you know? Yeah. But that's the worst I've gotten. Not like anybody just being like, come on, man, you should smoke. It's gonna make you cool. Because nobody talks like that. Ever. Except in drug alcohol resistance educational promos. And that's why Dare no longer exists. <laughs> Actually, I think it still does. It's just not a, as much of a thing as it used to be in our childhood. Yeah. So some of the things we noted from these PSAs was the drug dealer was Justin's bully in one of the episodes. Like, we recognize that bad haircut. Yeah, so we watched the PSAs before we got into Turbo or, like, before we got to those particular episodes of Turbo. Before we got to those, though, yeah. And it was just like, hey, wait a second. We saw this, like, we saw this guy in one of those PSAs about, like, not doing drugs as, like, a, I think he was, like, a weed dealer or something like that. Yeah, I think he was dealing weed at school, no less. I'm like, what person deals weed at school like an idiot? I mean, I knew a guy who dealt ecstasy in a school bathroom, but he got caught and expelled, so you know what? He was an idiot. Yeah. But anyway, and then there was, like, this one that was, like, it was, like, 
so most of these like don't really involve any actual characters from power rangers they're just random teenagers yeah and like there was this one of like some teens at the youth center and um they're talking to this one guy and he's talking about let's go like i want to drink beer and it was basically he bought brings one beer yeah that was like a like fosters or something like that something you would see in like a fosters commercial they're like no we don't want to drink beer here have this milkshake and like he like he doesn't know what milkshakes are and he's just been (laughs) drinking beer his entire life or something like that he's just been drinking fosters beer his entire life christ but uh and then there was the cocaine or speed dealer that went up to nine-year-olds at a bus stop in broad daylight <laughs> trying to deal his drugs to them i'm like are you so hard up in beverly hills you had to go to angel grove and annoy some nine-year-olds working on their state capitals yeah that one was just that one was like out of all of those turbo dare psas is the one that stands out the most just because it was just so bizarre yeah okay so you walk up to like a bunch of nine-year-olds practicing for like there's you know state capitals like test you're just like you know it's gonna make you really smart and then like show them this like it looked like one of those cartoon vials of like and they filled it with some sort of like i i'm guessing like flour or something like that prop purposes but it was just like this cartoonishly this cartoonish vial full of white powder what no no nobody does that and like the whole thing is like you know if somebody comes up to you just trying to offer you drugs you just need to ignore them dealers don't deal to children from what my knowledge is because children don't have fucking money yeah it's like yeah it's especially like kids in angel grove which is just like you really expect kids at a bus stop are gonna like give you like you know x like twenty dollars at most i don't know what people are dealing for speed honestly but like (laughs) it's like cocaine i know is an expensive one and it's like you're, you're expecting these kids to pay for that vial of cocaine or speed yeah that's like again this is not how drug dealing works in real life or the uh or what was it they were playing basketball and this guy comes up and it was like hey check out what i got to help you on the test and it was these cartoonishly big pills of speed oh god this is not how all this works. And usually if a pill's that big, it's usually like vitamins or something like that. So if you're buying speed that big, maybe check it out first before you actually take it. Because you just might be taking vitamin B. Yeah, you, you just might be getting ripped off. Yeah. Um, so those are the D.A.R.E. PSAs. Uh, then there was the Lightspeed Rescues, You've Got the Power, which were all about safety. Yeah, those are... Okay, so I have watched a little bit of Lightspeed Rescue with Jay, um, and we'll get to actually watching it in full later this year. Um, But those were actually pretty in character for the show. Yeah. They always started the same way. It's like, because, like, all of the Power Rangers, like, MMPR PSA started with, like, and now a message from the Power Rangers. Like, this one always started off with, like, it was set to, like, the... Yeah. You got the power! power. And it's like the Lightspeed Rescues music and everything. And and they were all about safety, like uh, how to deal with like a fire or uh, like swimming. Rollerblading was like the weirdly bizarre topical one at that time. Yeah, like rollerblading hasn't been much of a thing since like the late 90s, early 2000s. And like, you know, it's a, it's a very helpful PSA of like always wear your knee pads and a helmet and wrist guards and all of that. But it's still just like, 
Who has specifically made a rollerblading PSA since 2000 besides Power Rangers? I know. It was just kind of like, wow, remember rollerblading? Yeah, it really messed up my hips. Uh, My dad went careening down a hill and thank God he was wearing a helmet, wrist pads, and knee pads. (laughs) Going after my dog. (laughs) Yeah, like this wasn't oriented towards children, it was oriented towards your dad. Yeah, no, like, he came back, he was, like, messed up, because, like, our dog decided to go down this, like, really steep hill in our neighborhood, and, like, his helmet was cracked and everything, we're like, Dad, what happened? He's like, I had a rollerblading accident. Oh, wow. So, so, yeah, though, that was, you know, if you didn't, if he, I wouldn't, I don't want to think of his injuries if he didn't have those on. So this was not oriented towards children. This was more oriented towards the dumbass parents that are going to go rollerblading. Which which brings me to, like, how the, like, PSAs were. It's like, they were very helpful that had this bizarre, like, hey, kids, this is safety information and your parents are morons. Yeah, like, I, definitely, like, at around those ages, like, you're kind of expected to remind your parents of things like, uh... <laughs> Like changing out the batteries in in the smoke detector, or or having a list of emergency contacts. Right. It's like, yeah. It's like it's one of those things. Like, do they just teach this to kids just so that they'll remind their parents just in case they forgot? Or like my favorite was uh, that reminded me of a childhood thing was uh, come up with a fire safety plan with your family because I did that for. (laughs) Sorry, this story. Yeah. I did this for school once as a project that I had to do for homework, came up with everything we needed to do, got, tried to get, get my family together to like go over this plan. And they were like, shut up, Jay. We're watching Highlander. (laughs) Not even the movie. It was the TV series. It was the TV series. They were watching Highlander. (laughs) And I, I've held that grudge ever since against my family. God, that is like one of my favorite stories about your childhood. <laughs> it's just like my family ignored me in my fire safety presentation I had to do to school because Highlander was fucking on. Oh my god. Okay, so like moving on from that, those are like, well, like I said, we'll include the playlist and those include the, um, uh, the Lightspeed Rescue ones, which are actually very entertaining. Um, but so those kind of drop off about after 2000 or so, but occasionally there would be other ones that popped up. One we found from like still the Saban Disney era was kind of like, it It was the transitional season Wild Force. Mm-hmm. And it, it was about reading, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I prefaced as soon as we saw them with, hey, that guy murdered somebody. Yeah, like, that's, like, just casually, like, that's just something you say while we're watching, like, a bunch of, like, PSAs. That guy killed another guy. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah, later seasons are gonna be real interesting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I like the nice touch from Max, who is not played by the guy who killed another dude. He was a bookworm in the show, and it mm-hmm. actually was a plot point for one of the episodes, and here he is being like, you should read, kids. It takes you on an adventure. Yeah, it was just, it was a very basic kind of, like, 
reading it's good for the soul uh kind of psa which those popped up occasionally around like from the 90s onward there would be like posters of like attitude era superstars encouraging reading yeah it's just kind of hilarious how many of them actually can still read right the other one that we saw that was just kind of weird was these uh there was like two psas for operation overdrive which is like well into 2000s yeah so like i've i've seen like a episode of operation overdrive with you it was the one that had adam in it yeah um so i don't i can't really speak to like the series itself uh i know you have opinions about it it's there all right but what was really notable about those and they're kind of generic psas about like hey let's eat healthy and because like, it gives you energy and like let's go clean up the park so similar to like you know early power rangers in that regard it was the fact that like it was just they were very badly covering up their new zealand accents trying to be american and it's just like it's one of the hallmarks of disney era <laughs> and it, it, the, like Operation Overdrive especially has this hallmark. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like really awkward trying to like be enthusiastic to the kids and just be like, hey, we need to go eat healthy or clean up the park. And we can't cover up the fact we're not Americans. It was ridiculous. But of course, like at the end of it, I was like when it was... Uh, doing the advertising sting at the end. It's just like, hey, remember Jetix? Beyblade, let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jetix was a thing. Yeah, it's yeah, Jetix no longer exists anymore. It's now Disney XD. Um, but yeah, they that tended to be where they would kind of shunt off the action cartoons and TV shows and stuff. So more of the yeah. boy stuff. But now it's kind of just like, I think it's more of Disney's like animation channel. Yeah. And it was also their, it was also their animation, uh, anime block, like Toonami. Ah, because okay. like they would do um like what's hot in Japan right now. Mm-hmm. like things and actually talk about like have these little like commercials that would talk about japanese culture okay so um that that that's one of the things i remember because uh one of the things that came up what was hot in japan right now was psychic force and boy do i love me some psychic force <laughs> now the only tsas we've been able to really find past like that particular era was some halloween ones from the neo saban era and uh they were mostly the same yeah, they, they like, wear bright co- costumes, don't trick-or-treat alone, um, don't take unwrapped candy. Yeah, and it was, like, especially, like, the there was two that uh, was from Samurai and, um, what was the other Megaforce. one? Megaforce. Megaforce. And they were basically the same PSA, but with a different Rangers cast. So, like, you know, you had the different, like, uh, foot soldier villains, like, trying to give out, like, you know, gross candy. The samurai one was notable just because it did include Vulcan. You said Spike? Vulcan Spike. We're going to get to Skull's Kid in a bit. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be a while, so, but. It's gonna be, yeah. But, yeah, I was just like, hey, it's Bulk. We, we miss you. Yeah, basically it was just a whole thing about, like, they, were, they would use Bulk and Spike to kind of demonstrate, like, Wear, like, wear a brightly colored costume, put on reflective tape, go in groups, don't take unwrapped candy. And, and basically, it was just those same tips over and over again. But the Dino Charge one was actually, kind of did shake it up a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, so basically since, like, you know, that entire season, for the most part, takes place in a dinosaur museum, they did actually, like, have a whole thing that, like, I don't know how many places do this, but I know especially for, like, museum events for kids around, like, Halloween that they'll kind of do, like, these little, like, games where you have to go from station to station. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, answer a few questions or kind of do a scavenger hunt uh, to get prizes. And so they kind of re- replicated that in this, like, this PSA where, like, the Dino Charge Rangers were watching the kids go and, like, go from, like, station to station and, like, learn different tips about how to be safe at Halloween. Yeah, it, it was really cute. And we also miss our Dino Charge babies. Yes. Oh, my God. And, but, yeah, that one was probably the best of them because it, like, did, it took, like, the script that they had been using for, like, the past two seasons and kind of shook it up a little bit. And it actually yeah. was really effective. Yeah. Uh, the last one we wanted to talk about was the Mask Rider adoption one. Yeah, so this one's not power rangers but it's in the saban family and you can also find some vr troopers ones out there which are just sort of similar to like don't use martial arts to get in fights or this is like this is all fictional so not they're weird but they're not that weird this one was fucking weird though (laughs) yeah this one it like started out with like the kid from mass writer uh, basically being told by another student is like, wow, you don't have to do this project of a family tree because you're adopted. Yeah, and it's like, as soon as he says that, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, kids say shitty things, but I'm like, holy crap. And, and first of all, I think like he could still talk to the teacher instead of just going, like, basically the way this PSA plays out is like, this kid says this to him. He goes home, tells his parents about this, and they're just like, they just start talking about like, oh, you know, there's a bunch, like, everyone has a different type of family, and like, your family is is especially different. And look, there's Furbus. Yeah, like, there's Furbus. I hate Furbus. (laughs) We're gonna hate Mask Rider. Oh, God. I, I just, like, I already knew in my heart I'm not gonna like Mask Rider. Okay, so, like, spoiler alert, we're gonna be covering Mask Rider in around August or so. I, yeah, I remember, remember not liking Dax in that one episode in Mighty Morphin where he showed up. And, like, I've seen Furbus, and I hate Furbus. I hate Furbus so much. He is a nightmare monster. I, you said, what is this DuckTales monstrosity? Yes, that was it. When I saw him, I was like, what is this DuckTales monstrosity? Though he's probably closer to a Howard the Duck monstrosity. <laughs> and, yeah, it ends. The, the, like, thing ends with, like, the teacher presentation, like, the presentation at the school, and, they like, the kid, like, goes, wow, you have a neat family, and they go up to, like, the fam like, the kid's family, and the mom goes, what a lot of different kinds of families. Yeah, it was just not a natural line read at all, and it was just, like, that entire PSA was so weird, because it's, like, is it about adoption? Is it about diversity? What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> And again, the logic is, it's like, I'm sure he could have gone up to the teacher and and said, like, hey, this kid says I don't have to do the assignment because I'm adopted. What do I do? But no, they made an entire weird PSA about it. And Furbus was there. And Furbus was there. And Furbus was there. Yeah. Oh, my God. PSAs were just this weird thing in the 90s, and Power Rangers was not immune. And if you should watch these, if you're not from the 90s, to understand why millennials are cynical bitches. Yeah, it's like, I don't... 
Because, like, we've seen, like, you know, we did see more modern PSAs, but they're the kind of stuff that runs at, like, Halloween when, like, you are wanting to talk about public safety tips. Um, yeah. Even though, like, nobody's going to give you drugged candy. That shit's expensive. But, like... Yeah, nobody's going to give you, like, weed candy. Pop, calm down, parents. Right. But, like, you know, you still want to learn, like, you still want to, you know, broadcast the basics of, like, not wearing dark clothes, going in groups, all of that fun stuff. The 90s especially were just this, like, time of, like, worrying that kids are going to get hooked on drugs because, like, some kid at school, like, pressures them into smoking weed. Or, like, having to remind your kids every so often, stop hitting your sister, this is not real. Yeah, because especially, like, Power Rangers had to deal with it because of the such backlash Power Rangers had for, like, being a violent show. Violent. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad my mom was like had a sense of humor when I tagged her in that one hard drive article about like uh, <laughs> Power, <laughs> Power Rangers reboot is still ill too violent for my adult son. <laughs> it was so very like watching these back. It was just so very 90s, so very bizarre. Yeah, it never got into the realm of like don't let adults touch you, but it was still was just weird. Yeah, it's just. That was a thing, and I'm glad you tuned in for our April Fool's episode. Gotcha again. Gotcha again. Uh, we'll be uh, getting back into Turbo tomorrow, and that's actually going to be split into two episodes because we don't want to give you a four-hour podcast. Like Z, we know Zio kind of went off the rails, so we're just gonna we're gonna split that up. And like basically, once the new Ranger team comes, the first episode is going to deal with the old Ranger team. Second episode is going to be the new Ranger team. Uh, so we would like to thank Joe Hunter for our artwork. He is on Twitter at Joe underscore Hunter and Instagram, uh, Joe Bloody Hunter. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then his, uh, comic that he's doing with Lance Pitts, uh, Beast Heart Strikers is on Comixology if you want to check that out. Kurt Yoder for podcast editing. And our wrestler of the podcast, uh, this podcast is Danhausen. Very nice. Very legal. Love that Danhausen. You can find Danhausen on Twitter at DanhausenAD. You can also find him on Patreon at Love That Danhausen. Because Love That Danhausen, he's a he's a very nice evil peewee demon. Uh, just support him on Patreon and uh, shirts right now. A lot of wrestlers are dealing with a lot of uh, bookings being canceled. And also no swearing. We're sorry, Danhausen. Yeah. What can you do about it? Son of a bitch, Housen. Son of a bitch, Housen. You can find me at Twitter at Sins to Hell Instagrams. Uh, my main Instagram is J Jackets, with my cat Instagram being Witchcraft in Cats. My Gunroad is JSS Rights eighty seven, and my Etsy is uh, Great SG Creations. My Gumroad is uh, gumroad.com slash Ashley Leckwold. You can find all of my comics and zines there. Uh, you can also reach out to me to, uh, for uh, printed versions of the zines. I'm going to be tabling at the Cusp Expo. That's the Chattanooga Underground Small Press Expo on April 25th. And I actually just uh, the other day got approval uh, for tabling at Chattanooga Zine Fest, uh, which I believe is on May the 14th. Uh, so if you're going to be in the Chattanooga area, come see me there. Um, right now, I don't know if we're doing WrestleMania or not. So if it happens, I'll be there. But if not, I'll see you at the end of the month. Da -da -da. 
And this is, and that's it for Ranger's Plane. We'll have our first installment of Turbo tomorrow, like we said, and... And knowing is half the battle! Why are you still here?!